the original was that Matumbo when he was a young man uh they have him voicing that but i don't think it's his voice there's no way that's his voice they have his lips moving but there's no way his voice changed that much yeah there's no way that that's him no but they have him pretending that he's speaking but i think they just wanted to it was all dubbed over yeah i think that was like a voiceover guy was that from a commercial yeah that was the original Matumbo shoes are the ugliest shoes ever (laughs) I remember those. They made them like these like crazy African designs and colors. <laughs> Anyhow, welcome to episode 75. We're at three quarters. Yeah, we're a bunch of geriatric fucks over here. We're over at three quarters. And uh, by the way, happy new year, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess. <laughs> it's hard to get into that frame of mind because technically it's only December 20th. Yeah, for us. we're we're in the future but right now. Yeah, wait, 2017 looks awesome. Yes, yeah, Christmas and Hanukkah were great. Uh, I'm just coming yeah. back from a trip from the East Coast. It I got tremendous. The, I got the hula hoop that I wanted. You got the hula hoop. Getting a hula hoop for Christmas. Hello, everyone. Wow, he's so friendly, Dikembe uh, Mutombo from we're only, last episode. We're only a few days away from that Dikembe Mutombo episode, and it was a. We'll see if we can bring the same heat in this episode that we brought in that one. It was a resounding hit. Yeah, people sounded loved like, it. Sounded like this. It's a man. It's a man being knocked unconscious with hey, uh, us touching him. Steven Seagal via Russia. You have a very uh, patchy Skype feed. Uh, did you enjoy the Dikembe Mutombo episode of Danish O'Neill? Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> shing pai. How do you say? I might get a shing pai tattoo. How do you say shin pai? I might just get a picture of like an apple pie and then just put shing pai underneath. I believe there's no G in the way he said it. I don't it. think there is, but I like my interpretation of the shing with a G. Bush, do you like the, the shin pie or do you like the shing pie pronunciation? Of course. Well, uh, well, didn't really answer that. Well, but, now uh, that we're on the Bushman, I will have to, I got to give an update on a Bushman update, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. We have to ask the question. Anybody see the Bushman? Fuck you. <laughs> Well, O'Neill, O'Neill put on his uh, journalistic cap. I was in the area of the Bushman's apartment. I literally was parked on his block, and I go, I can't come all the way down here to do something else and not check in on the Bushman. Come with an O or a U. 
was a you, of course. Okay. So I uh, venture into his building, which evidently is always open. The door, the door they're very, it's like cheers. The Bushman's home is your in. home. Yes. So I go in there and I'm immediately stopped by a guy who comes out of an office asking, because I don't know if I fit the necessary profile of the per- the demographic that lives in his house. I'm going to go out on a limb and Might say- Might be like a halfway house style thing. I'm going to say you did not fit. Andy knows all the riffraff that hangs around there and you, yeah. you're not one of them. So I asked him, uh, I said, hey, looking for a friend of mine, Lahai Fambula. Uh, do you know what apartment he's in? And he said, I have no idea who you're talking about. There's no one by that name that lives here. I yeah. think your mistake was that he signs a lot of his papers, the Bushman. <laughs> but he also goes by Bill Jones. You should have said, have you ever heard this song? Does the Bushman like to party? Rock the Bushman. <laughs> he said, I have heard that song coming out of apartment 321. And that's where you go. I said, is there, I also said, uh, has anyone ever posted a recipe on the cork board here for blowjob soup? Do you hear a lot of sucking sounds coming out of any apartments? Are there are a lot of women who said, man, I didn't want to give a blowjob till I had that soup. So, have you ever I, heard somebody say, of course, to almost everything asked of them? So the guy says, no Bushman, no Lahai Fambula, never heard of him. Now the plot thickens. We're going to have to put Bush's face on we milk should. cartons. We should put his face... At that place. Has anyone seen this yeah. man called Danish? You know, He's Neil. missing. And then, At the very least, we'd get great phone calls. But, <laughs> yeah, we, you know what? We should do that. and then. But we need to put pictures of us, but we can't be like two white dudes. We need to get like Ski people masks. that look like his kids. <laughs> like we're his children. <laughs> well, the bush is still missing. Uh, and now, but now evidently he doesn't even have a place to live unless this guy, unless Bushman's has strict instructions that if anybody comes looking for him, tell him that he doesn't live there. We need to either talk to people at the comedy store and say if the Bush comes here, get his cell phone or call us. And we have to somehow find his buddy uh, Jeremiah's number. Call the, I'm going to call the Bush right now. I've see. called him. No, nothing happens. It goes right to the voicemail. Maybe there is a chance that maybe he's it avoiding It says his you. number on there, by the way, on the voicemail. That's fine. I'll uh, talk over it. Let's see. <laughs> Does the Bushman? What if he like is you? not? Uh, he's just not feeling you. That could be. Maybe he'll answer your call. It would hurt my feelings. He might be in. Oh, Bushman ended the call. Wow. What? Whoa! He hates Mystery. you. He hates me. Whoa! Whoa! Hold on. Here we go. <clears throat> oh my god! First, did he hates you? Holy crap, dude! He's alive, though. Or he's in danger. Or somebody stole his phone. Wow. That's even more more mystery to add onto the pile of mystery. Same thing. I just tried it. What the fuck? He's ending the calls, man. Something's wrong with the bush. I mean, you can't get your Obama phone taken away. Well, now that he's out of office, Bush is probably trying to get a Trump phone. Not out yet. I don't know. He's got till the end of the month to keep that phone, probably. Well, well uh, now I'm a little worried. I got to be honest with you. People, have, people saw him like in the last few months, but I don't know. He's it's a mystery. He might hate us. He could. He claims we owe him ten thousand dollars. Well, we we don't. <laughs> in his mind, it's not a rational man. All right. Well, there we go. Hopefully, we'll find him by uh, 
sometime in January. In other news, uh, there's rumors that friend of the show, Nick Diaz, will be fighting at UFC 209. Robbie Lawler's name is being thrown out. Tyrone Woodley's name is being thrown out. There's a lot of people in the mix. Uh, so we'll stay uh, stay abreast of that topic. I guarantee you it's going to be Lawler because obviously there's unfinished business on they, Lawler's end. They fought before. Lawler's a great brawler. And uh, he's a former champion. He's got a name. That's a, t- that's a tough fight to come off a long layoff in. But if anybody can do it, it's old Nick Diaz, Senor 209. Yeah, I'm excited. That would be the fight I would. That's That'd be one of the best fights of the year, in my opinion. You have two guys that are just going to fucking go at it. Uh, I got this from Clint sent me this. Okay. Apparently Nick Diaz was making the rounds on uh, some podcasts and shows. Nick? Nick, yeah. Remember we went over, he was on Sam and uh and Jim, whatever the hell that show's called. Sam and Jim. Or Jim and Sam? I don't know. That right Jim Norton? Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, I believe you went on the MMA Fight Night Live podcast, and uh, this is an excerpt from that show. Uh, It says, Nick Diaz said he didn't drink at all in his 20s. He didn't start drinking until he met Ronda Rousey. He said, I didn't drink until I met Ronda. Ronda Rousey came to my house, and she was like, motherfucker, you need to loosen up. She put a bottle of tequila in front of me. Boom. Slid it over on the table, and she's like, Time for, time for you to have a shot. I'm like, oh, all right, all right, I'll get drunk with you. I saw that clip. She, uh, uh, she ruined she, his life. Yeah, now he's a clubber, and it may affect his training. And he drinks straight tequila now. My concern I, is that you're going to see him while he's in camp still going out to these clubs to make that money. He could be. It's a, it's a big concern of mine. I, I see it like Homer Simpson when he first gave Barney that beer in college. <laughs> I think Ronda really uncorked a monster. <laughs> but also, uh, he's, got a whole new, he's got a whole new profession. It's true. Club promoter. If only he'd gotten into it earlier. <laughs> Let's talk about the news of the hour. Chris wow. sent me a Facebook clip. and he by, re- by the way, I just want to say, still playing injured here. Yeah, O'Neal's still under the weather. Even, even a little more injured than last week. Our cough button is broken, so we can't edit it out. Can't dump the coughs. So uh, Chris sent me this. He sent me a Facebook link of uh, what he said was a security guard masturbating on an NFL field. <laughs> Man. And every time I tried to click, he tried to send it numerous times, but YouTube took it down due to sexual content. Facebook. What, what is that? YouTube, you, they used to have the fucking raunchiest shit ever. On there. We, we it was borderline porn. Bre- breastfeeding a yeah. child. Yeah. Uh, so this, so finally, Deadspin, I looked around, had it. But uh, he said that Deadspin took off the guy's head, I think, for legal reasons. You can't see his head. So uh, it's pretty much a guy just vigorously jerking off. He's stroking it to the side. He's got his right hand in his pocket, and he's just literally just beating it. And he's about five feet from cheerleaders who are facing him, by the way. And he's looking at them. Well, yeah. you know, they're, he's at kind of an angle, though. They're facing out to the field, but he, I think he's a little out of their eye line. And they said, uh, the article says, based on the man's attire, he's wearing one of those red security jackets, black pants. It appears he's an employee of Elite Security, a contractor. <laughs> That the Chargers used to provide security services for home games. Maybe the only that's thing he's the, securing is that dick in his hand. Maybe that's the Chargers' new slogan. <laughs> Chargers football. Just jerk it. Might have to change their name to the Strokers. <laughs> That'd be decent. They said, uh, uh, 
Charger spo- uh, statement from Elite Security reads as such. Elite has become aware of the social media posts of inappropriate actions <laughs> of an Elite staff member at Qualcomm Stadium on December 18th. Maybe, a- but what if his dick was bitten by a mosquito and it just itched really bad? Could have. He's Looked got- like he was stroking, though, not itching. Like He's really just rubbing <laughs> it <is>. out. <laughs> also, I wonder how he, he's got a fucked up dick because his dick... Is hard, but way over to the right. Like if my dick gets hard, it's going. It's, yeah, but he, it's he, going through the pants. It's going up. Yeah, but it's he's, not, he's got. I mean, he's jerking it through pants. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, but he's definitely got a. His dick's not getting all the way hard. He's he's. he's but he's definitely stroking. They say they're currently investigating the incident. <laughs> what does their investigate? What are they going to ask him? I <laughs> like how there's nothing to investigate. The evidence is on the screen. San Diego Chargers, uh, they say they're aware of it. They apologize to any fans who've witnessed it. <laughs> the proof is in his pants. Proof's in the pudding. He guy was pulling his fucking pudding. It's pretty, I mean, it's insane. That guy has mental problems. And then think of, I mean, you pull back to imagine a fucking stadium full of people and you're basically just off to the side slightly jerking it in front of everybody. I liked that guy. I mean, that was obviously his thing, but there's like a camera guy that walked by who almost seemed to notice it. And then it was like, what the like fuck? He's real. It's not subtle at all. Like he's really stroke. Like you yes. see his hand really moving under that fabric. Yeah. He's jerking it hard. This guy though, I will give him credit. He's very easily aroused because there's only cheerleaders. There wasn't any fucking going on, but I think there wasn't, this this is the type of man who the situation around. Yeah, him. he wants everyone he wants, to watch. He, he wants to go the to the danger. middle of a stadium and jerk yeah. off in center court. <laughs> that's like that's his thrill. Maybe he can get a job as halftime entertainment at like a Lakers game. Just jerking it yeah. through his pants. It's right. <laughs> what if he becomes a celebrity off? <laughs> he becomes the guy. By hey, the way, guy, with this culture, I wouldn't doubt that this guy ends up becoming like that shitty guy in the red red, red sweater. Oh, wow. Ken Bone. Yeah, this guy might be the new the Bone Stroker. <laughs> Ken Bone Stroker. I mean, what was his plan? He was just going to come in his pants? And then you're going to walk around with that all day? You're going to walk around with jizz in your underwear? I don't know. Like, was there an end game for this? Or is he just like stroking it? You think he's wearing like silk panties to make it easier to stroke or something? I don't There may. You know what? This guy may be such a public stroker that he cuts a hole in his pocket. Oh. he may. His hand may have been lubed up. He, could have he cut, may have pre-lubed. He could have cut a hole in his pocket and just been really jerking it under there. Yeah. I bet you he did. But then he puts his wallet in that pocket all the time, and it falls out of the bottom of his pants. He looked like a pro <laughs> stroker. Like this wasn't this isn't a guy who was nervous about his first time stroking in public. This guy had been stroking in public Some, long before. Something tells me he's been working these games and he's been jerking it for a while. There, it might be the only way he can come. He's <laughs> working security and jerking it. Maybe he's dating one of the cheerleaders. And he's just like, I want, yeah. I want to you watch you work. Cheerleader dating the dude. elite security fucking guy. Hey, weirder things have happened. I guess. Uh, either way, congratulations to you, you fucking pervert. <laughs> pervert. He might get late submission to pervert of the year. Who are our other? Do we have any other contestants? Oh, yeah. You know, we should have done a best of 2016 show. <laughs> it takes a lot of effort. <laughs> More effort than we're willing to put in. I think Matumbo wins all categories. Yeah. That, that was a late squeaker. Uh, a lot of people died in 2016, even though we're in early 2017 now. A lot of celebrities. But one guy's death caught Barbara's notice. Who was two, people, two people's death, I should say. Henry Heimlich, the inventor of the oh, Heimlich maneuver, yeah. passed away. Yeah. Had his own maneuver. 
They said, let me look at the article. I remember seeing that. It was a tough day. Uh, there was con- controversy about him later in his life. Why? He had some controversial medical uh, theories. He died at 92. <laughs> he died choking. He choked to death. He did not choke to death. What was his controversy? Like there was. I'll tell you in a second. I could see a guy like that getting into some crazy medical shit, like really having some off the wall theories on things. um, You could use malaria to treat HIV; that it would strengthen the patient's immune system. That's not that crazy. I mean, stranger, stranger cures have have happened. Yeah, people didn't like it. Listerine was originally used to cure gonorrhea. That is true. Where is it? They they gave a number. I want to say they say that the Heimlich maneuver saved a hundred thousand lives at least. I almost would think it would be more. I mean, that, <laughs> I think it's like a hundred thousand. I mean, those are just the ones I'm sure that are like they're re- documented. Yeah, not yeah. It's not even. Do you have you, have you ever, remember the video they used to show in school? Of the yeah, guy? it says an estimated a hundred thousand potential choking victims. Wow. Do you remember the uh, the video they used to show in in like the 80s? Did you ever watch a video on the Heimlich maneuver? I don't think so. They had a guy, and then he, he you know, you're, you're supposed to turn blue. Well, yeah. they, they painted this guy's face blue, so he looked like he's part of the blue man group. <laughs> and so, oh, they fucking pop a it was, it was great. And then uh, they showed a video on how to do the Heimlich maneuver if you are alone. And it, I'd rather die than do this. Basically, the person walked up to the corner of a picnic bench and just fucking rammed oh. their fucking diaphragm into this and I was like I don't think I could do that if you do it improperly you can break people's ribs yeah if the I, grip's too strong yeah yeah you can you there, that's why there is controversy on the Heimlich they also say hitting on the back he, he maybe hates, he hates that well but they I say that go, it may think, be back I think it goes against his teachings is why he hates it he's like uh, something tells me the Heimlich guy is kind of like that fucking karate guy Who's the uh, the Kempo guy? Dillman? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of a nutcase. He could be. Who knows? But hey, he did. That's a great contribution to society. Yeah. I mean, you have your own move. You ever choke like as a kid on like very, or like get it caught in your throat, like very stringy cheese? Oh, like, yeah. It's the worst. You have to hack it up and pull it out with your hand? Yeah. Oh, I've, if you're done, I've done noodles. I've pulled like a fucking bunch it of noodles out. It just gets stuck like halfway and it's the worst feeling in the world. Put a big old steak in there. Ugh. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I could do it to myself. I don't think I could ram myself into the corner or something. It's going to go down. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, so anyway, Barb sent me this death notice. That's really, I guess it's gone viral as the kids say out there. Um, this guy's from originally from Quincy, Mass. His name's Chris Connors. Uh, and he really led what seemed to be a Steve O'Neill sort of lifestyle. This guy died. He died. Uh, he died of ALS, Lou Gehrig's Ooh. disease, which is a bad way to go. Jesus, how old was he? Uh, 62. He, wow. Well, he, he must have got diagnosed fairly late. So uh, they knew he was going to die. And this is a guy who lived hard, uh, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> he looked like that security guard. And uh, his daughter, who I believe is 33, and her cousin uh, had the tough task of how do you, you know, write uh, a memorial for a death notice for this sort of man. Yeah, and uh, they took the task, and I believe they hit a home run. I've never seen a death notice so <laughs> unbelievable. I feel like I know this man, and I and I wish I had hung out with him. What's the death notice? Uh, I don't. They, I they couldn't. I didn't find uh, the full. And some of it's serious, but I just I cut Is and there pasted. Excerpts? I have the highlights. Uh, Irishman dies from stubbornness. Whiskey was a line. 
<laughs> Ladies man, game slayer and outlaw. Connors <laughs> told his last inappropriate joke on Friday, December 9th. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else fighting ALS and stage four pancreatic cancer? Jesus, wait. Yeah, I left this that one This guy out. has, what kind of luck is this? A, you get ALS, which is very rare. And, then de- you get, and debilitating. Yeah, and then you get pancre- pancreatic cancer on top of it? Yeah. What the fuck? Says anyone else on, you know, fighting those things would have gone quietly into the night. But Connors was stark naked, drinking Vuv in a house full of friends and family as Al Green played from the speakers. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy's style. This is how I would like to go down. Some of his lifelong loves included cross-dressing, a well-made fire, and mashed potato with lots of butter. <laughs> cross-dressing. That came out of nowhere. I, I, maybe just as a gag. I don't know or if he was into maybe it. Maybe it was his thing. He was also an accomplished birth control device tester with some failures, notably Caitlin Connors, 33, Chris Connors, 11, and Liam Connors, 8. That's a great line. <laughs> He's an eight-year-old, too. He got remarried. What a great line. One of his biggest regrets, eating a rotisserie hot dog from an unmemorable convenience store in the summer of 1986. (laughs) (laughs) They documented the 40 hours he spent in a life raft after plans to sail around the world were foiled by a tropical storm. (laughs) Uh, According to the death notice, he started his Wall Street career. This guy was wildly successful. Without a financial background, but instead with an intelligent, impish smile, love for the spoken word, a reverent sense of humor, and stunning blue eyes that can make anyone fall in love with them. Jesus. Uh, they said Absolute Vodka and Simply Orange Companies are devastated by Connor's death. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, there was a happy hour event honoring his, his life scheduled at 4 p.m. Uh, in Maine, where I think he spent the end of his life and where he moved. He retired, and then he got all this shit happened to him. Jesus Christ. Uh, they asked in lieu of flowers, please play the open bar tab or donate to, uh, he had a water safety fund. He's, after 9-11, he, uh, I think he donated like this, like uh, some sort of uh, filtration system. Or like boat to the fire. Oh, like okay. His brother passed away in 9-11. He got very involved in that. Man. Uh, she said when his daughter arrived at his home in York, Maine in September to help take care of him and his family, she said she found her father standing with his arm around a bikini-clad friend who had a shotgun. He said, this is the first night of hospice, and I'm having a great time. (laughs) (laughs) What a fucking... I mean, if there's an afterlife, Steve O'Neill will meet this man, (laughs) and they will be friends. They will either be great friends or great enemies or, like, (laughs) off and on both. I think they'll they'll have some falling outs getting back together. Uh, they said many people thought he was crazy for swimming in the ocean in January or for dressing up as a priest and then proceeding to get into a fight at a Jewish deli. This guy had a fucking crazy life. <laughs> they said he attacked life. He grabbed it by the lapels, kissed it, and swung it back onto the dance floor. Very beautiful writing there. Wow, it's very poetic. Uh, the way he died is just like he lived. He wrote his own rules, he fought authority, and he paved his own way. If you say he couldn't do it, he would make sure he could. Very Steve O'Neill right there. Uh, He reportedly bought and donated the York, Maine Fire Department search and rescue boat in 03 after his brother perished in the September 11th terror attack. In 2011, take this, Eric Heights, Connors also biked 530 miles going all three sites where the plane crashed in the September 11th attack. Wow. 
So there he is. It's a, that's the way to go out. That's a, a great. Not enough people do that. A it, great man. Sometimes they just they make it too too uh, sad. Sad and uh, you got to go like that. Here he is, Chris Connors. Does looks very much the uh, the Irishman there. He's got a bottle yeah, of champagne. A He's got a red face, blue eyes. <laughs> yeah, got the alcoholic nose. Seems like he led a hell of a life. Yeah, a tribute to a great man. At only sixty two, he did more than most people do. In 80 years. That's how you should grab life by the lapels, French it, bring it out on that dance floor, just like Chris Connors. Grab it, grab life by the pussy. Here's a copy of his business card, I guess, that he used for years. Uh, it's great. It says, use cars at the top, land, whiskey, manure, nails, fly swatters, racing forms, bongos, dry holes, sports cars, wind machines, bottles sold. Uh, it says, Christopher C. Connors, man of action. Then below it, it says wars fought, revolution started, vibrators repaired, computers verified, <laughs> uprisings quelled, chickens plucked, women seduced, tigers tamed, bars emptied, orgies organized, airplanes driven, witnesses rehearsed. <laughs> you know this guy was giving. You know this guy was giving that card out to people to women. Oh, I'm sure. I like this guy's this, style. This guy definitely was organizing orgies. This guy's got what a what a great passion to live. I commend him. Yeah, Chris absolutely. Connors. We Chris Connors. We here at the Danish and O'Neill <laughs> Show salute you. Give him the uh, award for valor. Should I give him? Should I play the award for valor? Yeah, I think there's an award for Whoa. valor. All right, let me. Hit Chris Connors, you sir. It's, it's sad that it's po- uh, how do you say po- post mortem? Isn't there another word? Uh, posthumously. Yeah, that word. Uh yeah, that's... Uh, but I think it's... It's the Irish. The Irish know how to live. I'm telling you. Presenting the O'Neill Award for Valor. There it is. Great man. It really is the Irish. They, uh, they, they know how to fucking... Because they were such an oppressed people. Hello, everyone. Man does not fly in the house of Mutombo. Maybe it is his voice. <laughs> That's not his voice. I looked it up because he was. Cause My, I wrote to Ke- and I tried finding earlier clips of him. I couldn't really find much. Maybe he did a lot of yelling. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he smokes. Maybe he has. I, I looked up the Kambe Mutombo throat problems. I didn't really find anything. <laughs> Yeah, just because I mean he, that voice is so hoarse. By the way, give uh, Matumbo's full name. Oh yeah, sorry, I should have led the show with that. Recently found out this is crazy. Yeah, somebody sent me this to Twitter, and uh, there's footage of. We're not the only fans of Matumbo. Pete Holmes had Matumbo on saying his full name once. Jimmy Kimmel started to do it a lot with Matumbo. Actually, had him reading PSAs as we oh, suggested. Really? Oh wow! But Matumbo, look at this. We're behind the fucking. But eight I mean, ball. who doesn't love Matumbo? Yeah, how can Everyone. you not love the guy? His full name, the, when he says it, it's very fast. I'll read it slowly. It's Dikembe Mutombo Maplondo Mukamba Jean-Jacques Wambutambo. <laughs> Can you, wait, is there a YouTube clip of him yeah. reading his name? He says it very fast. Well, you don't understand any of that. Well, yeah, but I mean, he also sells Filipinas, so I'm sure it's not. <laughs> Here we go. Dikembe Mutombo saying his full name. <laughs> That's who. What kind of parents fucking give you a name like that? You know what a pain in the ass that is to fill out forms? I watched his... There's not, um, even, there's not enough room, though, when you have to... What does his driver's license say? Must say the full thing. I watched his NBA... Some of his NBA Hall of Fame acceptance... Or basketball uh, acceptance speech. When did he get inducted? 
Uh, recently, I think last year. Okay. And uh, it said his parents' name, and it was like very regular names, like Bob Matumbo. No, it wasn't Bob, but it was like just some regular. I was like, what? Na- Nancy Matumbo? It was like, my mother. And Stan Matumbo? My father who passed away. Uh, Here, here's Matumbo's full name. Hopefully there's no ad on this. We can it's not just the Kemi Matumbo. Yeah, he says it. Just- he says it fast, but he still had still a fucking. Here's the Kemi Matumbo on a Skype call, sitting next to uh, looks to be a Japanese man. This is in Hong Kong, and he's asked. Here's the whole clip. I, I saw this too. I hope this is not too much of a bother, but can you? Do our Hong Kong fans a favor. Can you uh, say your full name? My name is Dikembe Matombo Polando Mokamba Dikembe Zanzakwa Matombo. The man cannot fly in the house of Matombo. Uh, he said the man cannot fly yeah. in the house of Matombo. catchphrase. There it is. He did his, his patented finger wag as well. Uh, how long? At what age do you think he was able, finally able to uh, to to really spell that out? I'm gonna say 27. Yeah, because dude, <laughs> I was having trouble with three my three names until I was like in fourth grade. The fucking guy, Jesus, he's Christ. like John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yeah, if you had a bunch of, if you added about three more names to that, he says it almost like it's a song, very rhythmic, very poetic. I mean, what does he use? So his real last name isn't Matumbo. No, that's like his. That's like his middle name. So his last name is really, I think, Watumbo. So it's the Kembe Watumbo. That's what this is. Matumbo Watumbo. His wife's name is Rose Matumbo. Rose Wataneo Matumbo. She, she took the the bait of who wants to suck Matumbo's dick. She said, "I do." <laughs> we should call. We should try to get him on the show. Matumbo. Yeah. You said Pete Holmes got him on the show. Yeah. Yeah. He must be, is he live in L.A.? Uh, I doubt it. We should go to his house. Just fly in and it's a series where we follow Matumbo and hang out with him. Yeah, it's, it's going to be bonus content. <laughs> hey, Matumbo, if he sees us enough, he'll eventually just be like, he'll, he'll approach us and either ask us why the fuck we're following him or we'll engage in conversation with him. Let me see. There's a story I've been meaning to do here. And I haven't seen... Oh, there's a story. Remember uh, Chrissy Teigen? This is from a while back. Wore that dress that just showed that side back. Her poontang was hanging out. She was showing the curtains. Yeah. No, I mean, it was a full vag shot. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. We had talked about that on the show in 16. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, last year. This is a show Barb sent. Barb knows, uh, Barb knows you're in a committed relationship. You're in love with your lady. Yeah. But... Uh, Barb was like, if anything ever happens with that relationship or something, you know, something, God forbid, were happened to your lady friend. Anything can happen. Barb, uh, Barb has an eye out for you. She knows what you like. Okay. And this is from the Daily Mail. We haven't had anything from the Daily Mail in a while. We had something from the Mirror, I believe, last show. <laughs> and Barb thinks that this could be your soulmate. Who? Okay. Let me. Let me. Let me. Uh, find out a little bit about this individual. Uh, she's a real life Indiana Jane. Her okay. name's Allison Teal. She's 30. Okay. From Hawaii. 
She took her bright pink surfboard, 150 meters underground. Underground? To surf with around 6 million skeletons in the catacombs of Paris. Oh, okay. I believe Allison became the first person to complete the surfing expedition. Which How did she surf? Underground on October 13th. Is there, are there, how are there waves under there? Or is she just floating on her board? Oh, she actually she's a decent looking young lady. <laughs> I think Barb took that into consideration for you. Oh, let me see that shot. There she is. Looks like it could be cold in there. Oh, that's great. Yeah. She's uh, spelunking. She has the headlamp. She's on a surfboard in a bikini. And she's loving life. She's, uh, I mean, you love exploration. There she is on uh, piles and piles of bones. You know, you can walk through those. Uh, yeah, I, when I was there, they were closed. I wanted to go into the catacombs. They're open to the public. She's lighting candles there. She's also a filmmaker. <laughs> she said, I grew up listening to my father telling me stories about the catacombs on Halloweens. Uh, we were taken down the secret passageway. It was very James Bond style. We were in the caves for ages. It was... Uh, daylight when we came back up so the caves got narrow and narrow until we were crawling on all fours to get through it was so suffocating there was minimal oxygen you could uh couldn't see far minimal oxygen uh they took a lot of pictures and then they started realizing the water level had risen she said uh, after we took the paddling shots we couldn't go back the way we came <laughs> we had to go through the water to the other side to get out what the fuck uh why does the why is the water level rising I would believe tides. I know, but where, there's a river nearby, but it's not. It can't fluctuate that much. I don't know, especially when you're 150 feet underground. Another uh, another picture for you to look at. Yeah, yeah, I like your style. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like what I'm seeing here. I mean, you could have been down there on a bodyboard following her. You think? Yeah, but they, they don't let spongers in. There's actually a sign to the catacombs that says no spongers. She said, in the end, we all had to swim through it, and there was just a little gap at the top of the chamber to breathe. Oof. What, it was, it's a backstroke? It was terrifying. I had to stop filming. just became about survival. Oh. By the end, we hey, were... Well, sh- first of all, did, did they go down there with no knowledge that this could happen? It sounds There's like no that. There's no guide? Sounds like that, yeah. Like, hey, we'll just head down there and... Uh, hey, oh. she's Indiana Jane, man. You throw caution to the wind. You say, fuck it. <laughs> okay. She said, by the end, we were all shaking. She went, she went, there you go, went with an expert caver as guides and warned others not to attempt the adventure, even if you're a survival expert. She said a lot of preparation went into the mission. She said this is not her first crazy stunt. She's the daughter of a wildlife photographer, a naturalist. She's traveled to 40 different countries and uh, was homeschooled, not seeing the inside of a classroom until she was seven. So that's not really homeschooled, is it? I mean, kind of. uh, other kids don't go to school till they're like five. Yeah. <laughs> what she took two years. Yeah, I guess. Two I extra know. years. She's an adrenaline junkie, much Whoa. like yourself. There we go. Revealed one of her most memorable moments was her discovery of an ancient burial in Peru. So he's a real explorer. <laughs> Said in 2008, I teamed up with wild Peruvian pro server Octopus for a surf adventure down the desolate coastline. While searching for a secret surf break, we discovered an ancient burial in the sand dunes as the pre-Incans buried their elite at the top of the dunes near the ocean. The mummy inside was laden with possessions for the afterlife, including a solid gold nose piece in the form of a surfer and carved wooden paddle inlaid with precious stones. Did they take it? Uh, I don't know. Indiana Jones would have. It doesn't say. That, that's it. Dude, so, I would have taken the merch and then sold it on the black market. So uh, there she is. If you ever want to, you know. She's honest. She's honest, at least. If you want to reach out to her. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. 
But uh, I would like to go to those catacombs. Like I said, they do have a, a portion that is open to the public. And uh, But the fucking French, here's the problem with the French. They're always on strike. So you could go there and the whole city will be shut down because those assholes are always striking. One time I was there and the fucking train, no trains were running because everybody was on strike. It's fucking, it's, it's, uh, it's infuriating. So yeah. beware if you do go there. This is a possibility. Here's a story. I got sent this a while back. I just want to clear it off my docket. Barb sent it. A bunch of other people sent it. Uh, apparently a whole airplane. Uh, oh, I saw this. So there's a 37-year-old woman named Carla Fitzgerald uh, who's been battling post-traumatic stress disorder since a bad accident in 2013. What was the accident? It does not say. Sounds like a car accident to me, but I don't know. Okay. Uh, she rose to fame... Uh, oh, she is a duck, is her support animal. His name is Daniel <laughs> Turducken Stinkerbutt. That's so stupid. Uh, Daniel Rose the Famous. It sounds like a joke. It sounds like you're not, you actually don't have fucking PTSD. And she's really treating it with a, a hilarious sense of humor. Yeah. We're zany. That's, uh, that's ridiculous. You shouldn't be allowed to name your service animal that. He, she, uh, the duck accompanied Fitzgerald on two flights, one from her hometown of Milwaukee to Charlotte and one from Charlotte to Asheville, North Carolina. Everyone just took notice of him and fell in love. I mean, he's an adorable, funny, and sweet little guy. He was very well behaved at the airport and during the flight. I would not fall in love with a fucking duck on my plane. I don't think you should be allowed to have a... I think your service animal... I don't think you should be able to pick your own service animal. I think animal. it should be a small dog. Yes, it's either a dog or a cat. Or that's it. Or Those are your options. Or a monkey. Yes, but that's only if you need help. Like if you need a monkey to make you a sandwich or something, or get you some milk, or milk your titties. Yeah, if you want, if you want it to to nurse. <laughs> if you're handicapped and you need your breasts pumped, get a monkey. She said, "I think his little red shoes and Captain America diaper." Oh, wait, shut up. We're no. also very well received. First of all, that's cruelty. This duck doesn't want to wear shoes, and why are you putting him in a fucking diaper? In case he shits his pants. I know, but that this thing, you know how uncomfortable that is? Why is it in shoes? You, a duck doesn't, a dog has been domesticated, okay? Sounds like this lady wants a bit of attention. Look, the dog's been domesticated for over the course of thousands of years. I get that. The duck, the duck's still a wild beast. Doesn't want to wear fucking shoes. That's like putting a shoes on a grizzly bear. They don't fucking want to wear shoes. I tried that once. What happened? Ah, uh, the grizzly bear, I, I didn't have the right size. He just left the store. <laughs> you should have brought your foot measuring device out. This was this lady's first time flying since the big accident. Uh, she said she was incredibly nervous, given that just leaving the house could be terrifying. But Daniel's hugs and kisses, which I don't think a duck is capable of doing, no. gave her the comfort and confidence she needed to make it through. Also, I got to be honest with you. I've had ducks and geese and shit. Ducks are mean, aren't they? There's not a lot of person. Don't say that he's hilarious and all that. He's a fucking duck, all right? He's a duck. Yeah, when he has that great name, he's going to take on that stinker butt <laughs> moniker. Whatever. She's just fucking personified. This thing's just a <laughs> duck, man. She added that Daniel's been a help to her in so many other ways. For example, he can tell when she's about to have a panic attack and even puts his feet on her chest as a cue to lie down. I don't think that's true. <laughs> This guy's Dr. Duck. He's a Dr. Duck man. This is the most intelligent duck in the fucking world. This duck should be working, I think, at like an engineering company or something. Maybe during, Boeing. During the holidays, she should get a job at Macy's selling fucking ties. 
Do you think that's uh, how good this duck is? Do you think there's like an Asian chef who lives in the neighborhood who's just thinking about some Peking duck? He's always duck. like, "Come here, ducky." He's got like a knife <laughs> out. And he's like, she would be devastated. Ducky, ducky. <laughs> she said her doctor has written her a letter attesting that Daniel's an integral part of her PTSD treatment. That doctor's a fucking idiot. But I look, I agree that this duck's probably helping her. But I think she's <laughs> this duck is not the duck. This is. This duck is not going to live up to the hype that she's putting on it if you meet this duck in real life. There's going to be a duck who's trying to shake these fucking shoes off of its feet, constantly going like this, wagging its fucking uh, paddles. You know who should meet this duck? The man who wrote this song. Do you quack like a duck when you fuck? <laughs> Do you buck like a horse <laughs> when you suck? What do you say? Oh, whatever. You fart in my mouth while we fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the doctor's to blame because she used that same letter to get clearance for Daniel to join her on their flights. Uh, you shouldn't be allowed to bring a duck. She said some people have therapy dogs, others have cats. I have a duck. Yeah, I hope more people yeah. can accept that a duck can make a very good, loving, and loyal companion and support Also, animal. but my thing is they give you options, all right? First of all, I don't know who's breeding service ducks, but that should be illegal as well because I don't think you should be breeding them for that purpose. What's wrong with a dog? What's wrong with a cat? There's nothing. I think they would be a lot more helpful, personally. Yeah, they've been, they're domesticated. Yeah, it just seems like it would be a much better situation. So there's this a duck in a goddamn diaper. This fucking. I don't what, want a duck. What on kind my, of seat is this? I don't want a duck on my plane. Because you, you, you know what it's going to cause is a lot of fucking bullshit. A lot of people craning to look. Just it's just a disturbance. Especially if you're like a person who's like, I fear going outside. Why would you want this much attention drawn to yourself with a duck? That's that's the thing. You do want that kind of attention drawn to yourself. Yeah. So I don't know. Were they all out of? We're like we're all out of dogs and cats, but we have this duck that no one wanted. Oh, and by the way, it wears Captain America diapers, so you better stock up on those. Oh my god. This lady has to change a duck's diaper. I mean, how bizarre has this become? Yeah. And she has to put shoes on it. By the way, everyone in that airport, you imagine going through security, like, what the fuck? Like, does the duck have to go through the metal detector? No, it has to go through the x-ray machine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, like, flapping its wings? I mean, they have can to it, check. Can it still fly, do you think? They have to check the fucking diaper. It probably clipped its wings, right? Probably. Imagine but, if it starts flying in the airport. But they are going to have to uh, check its fucking diaper. Which I, I agree, like, fuck those TSA people. They should have to dig through that diaper and that, that shit, that duck <laughs> shit. <laughs> but very strange. I don't know. If I saw it, I would say this person's trying a little too hard to be different here. I saw a news story that a zoo in Waco, Texas has, uh, I believe, an orangutan. And there's a couple and they're, they got pregnant, the woman. Yeah. They threw the way, this the thing woman up, or the, uh, the, uh, the female? Yeah. They threw it a fucking baby shower. Oh, at the zoo? And they registered they do all that. They, they do registered that it on Amazon so people could buy it things. Yeah, so they can fucking take all that money and spend it on. <laughs> it's insane. You're, you're, it's, it's not a human being. It doesn't know what you're but talking about. But you ever see about. those zoos? They, they have like, all those. They were like, they, she was loving it. Granted, they're intelligent, but it's like, it doesn't know what a baby shower you know what is. It, you know what it doesn't love? Being locked up in a fucking cage in a goddamn zoo. That's what it doesn't like. I have mixed emotions about zoos. I do think that on one side, yes, it is great to learn about these different things. The same on the other side of the coin. It's just a you're fucking. These things are wild animals. They don't want to be locked in a goddamn zoo. They fucking hate it there. No, I know. I agree. 
This was sent from uh, White Bread. Frank sent it as well. A bunch of people sent this. I believe Jerry McFly sent it from his San Francisco website. He always sends stuff from. This is, oh, the uh, uh, SF Gate. Yeah, this is from this is ABC reported this, and I tried to check because I saw the video. I'm going to report the story. Okay. And then we'll watch the video, and I think it tells two different tales, in my opinion. All right. Uh, so this is San Bernardino, not too far from us. Right, which is uh, one of the most dangerous areas of California, evidently. I looked it up on uh, as far as murders go. Well, not when you got these two ladies working at the sex store. <laughs> two feisty employees of a San Bernardino sex shop fought off an armed robber. Whoa. Yelling at him and throwing sex toys to chase him out of the store with no money. The attempted robbery caught on surveillance video happened Wednesday around 9.45 p.m. just before closing at Lotions and Lace. That's early closing time for a Lotions and Lace. Yeah. That's an interesting, that's a catchy title. It seems like, it seems almost classy in a way. Yeah, you're like, I'm going down to Lotions and Lace. Yeah, like I could be buying, you know, nice fabric or I could be buying some some scented candles. I'm buying some naughty underwear or (laughs) I'm buying a huge dildo and some fucking gangbang porn. (laughs) And maybe some anal beads, throw them in. Oh, butt plugs. They need a Costco so you can buy like, you know. Oh, like a adult uh, superstore? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, well, go ahead and tr- drive on the highways across this country. There are multiple adult superstores along the highway, and they will advertise like 200 miles before you get there. It'll keep saying, you're almost there, and it has the fucking name of the place. What are you doing? Sorry. I had important business on my telephone. I apologize to the listeners and to you. There's uh yeah, there's a ton of those fucking places. And when you go in there, they're a lot like the uh, fireworks superstores. There's a lot of those all too. porno. Like the great movie Dutch with Al Bundy when he put on a fireworks display. We used to get all And he all bought our, naughty playing cards. We used to get all of our fireworks from one of those places. So a man walked in with his face covered, pointing what appeared to be a gun. Store employee, in quotes Amy, I believe that's not a real name. Said she wasn't scared. Wait, why would that not be a real? It just says it in quote. Like, I don't know. Maybe they want to protect her identity. Oh, they just said, why wouldn't they just say a store, female store employee? I don't why know. Why would they give her a fake name? I don't know. She was convinced the gun was a fake. She was having none of it. Really? She said with the gun, he walked in. I just thought he was trying to be funny to scare us. The guy was wearing a ski mask. Like, what kind of joke is this? Wait a second. If a guy comes in with a gun, you, what do you think? It's your, your buddy? A pal from the fucking bar across the street? I guess. But she said, but then I saw the gun and it was like, really? I don't have time for this. What the wow. fuck? What the fuck? I, dude, I told you, San Bernardino is a rough fucking area. She started yelling at him. And at one point he grabbed her. That's when a coworker at their store started throwing sex toys at, event- at him. Eventually he fled the store empty handed. I like how eventually, how, how many dildos to the head did it take before this guy took off? Well, that's my problem. This lady was lobbing whatever it was she was throwing. Like it wasn't. Dude, this this so guy you, pussed out. I oh, think. or is this a scam? This face, but his face is on the security footage, so he's gonna get arrested for this. This seems weird. First of all, she didn't believe it was a gun. What would what would that's lead what, you to that's believe? That's what I'm saying. The video, I I don't know if it's a hoax or if just this guy pussed out in the heat of the moment. Amy in quotes says, "I think he was a coward coming in and trying to get over on two females and not realizing that we were pretty feisty." Really. Police uh, released surveillance video of the robbery, including images of the suspect out this, outside the store with his face uncovered. Also, uh, why would he take the ski mask off when he runs outside? I think he was putting, you get he, far he, away? He was putting it on before he went out. Oh. Police uh, said they generally recommend people don't confront armed robbers. They did not say anything about throwing sex toys. So here's the video. 
Seems fishy. Yeah, I believe it is too. The video is it's very odd. Cause you would think someone would, you could beat somebody with a big old dildo, or maybe use uh, anal beads as nunchucks. By the way, well, turn the sound off. Why would here. you think this guy was joking? Here he is. He comes in with a gun and a bag. He has a hood on. He's walking around the counter. What? Oh, well, she believe she looks like to push him. This lady looks to be a lefty, throwing uh, what appears to be dildos. She is lobbing him, but I think that's all she's got. No, I know, but it's like, that wouldn't scare you, but they are really yelling Why? at Why? I mean, well, this is some, some tough ladies. <laughs> this guy's like, he's, the guy was very like. Very tentative. And he's like, ah, I, I, he's like, should why did he I do pistol it? whip one of them? I mean, I don't know if he had that in him. I think he just thought, I'll go in there, they'll give it up easily. I bet they recognize the body type and everything as like a, as, you think a, it as, was, a as a person who frequents the You um, think it was a white man can't jump, Raymond? Is that yeah. you? No, yeah. man, it ain't Raymond. I bet you it is. It's like, <laughs> Frank, is that you? Come on, Frank. What are you doing? But I will say this. So my mom got robbed. A uh, guy shoved a shotgun in her stomach. Um, she told the story at Thanksgiving. Yeah. I, I was. I heard it. And she did the same. She goes, why? She didn't. She started. She used sex toys? No, she oh. started. Uh, she she said, "What are you? why are you doing this? And recognized the guy's voice as a guy who stays there. At the mot, uh, this is at uh, the Holiday Inn um, near the motel, and uh, she called the guy out, and then the guy still forced her back there. But she did with these ladies. Maybe it's something women. They're just like, fuck this. I don't have time for this bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd be a little more. I'd be a little more worried. Yeah, I wouldn't like having a gun pointed at me. I don't yeah. want to die in, a, in lotions and lace. Yeah, that's the last place. It's a bad place to go. That's like who who had that bit about McDonald's? Craig Coleman, yeah, of the, of the Full Charge Power Hour podcast. Yeah, that was a funny. I just remember always hearing him do that. I was like, that's a funny bit. I saw him years later and told him it was a bit that always stuck with me. Yeah, it was. He was, uh, he, he was like, wow, thank you very much. The, the bit was working like working at a fast food restaurant, and like if you die, having like your coworkers drag you out into the parking lot because you don't want to die in there. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to. You don't want people to know you worked there. This is from Clark. Uh, it was the tale. Oh, of- by, oh speaking of robberies, uh, yeah. the other night when I was leaving my mom's because my brother's in town, uh, a block from my mom, Jersey Mike's was robbed uh, with a guy with a knife. They oh. closed the whole area down with searching for the guy. They have knives back there, though. Couldn't they have knife fight it, fought it out? I guess <laughs> you need a guy who's skilled. <laughs> you know what? If you ever go to Jersey Mike's with a knife and a guy grabs a knife and starts doing a lot of. <laughs> crazy shit he's hey. very skilled with knives maybe they should hire guys who were have no knife work maybe seagal should be an undercover jersey mike employee how do you say jersey mike's in chinese uh, that's not a knife this is pulls out a samurai now that's sword. a knife they need crocodile dundee in there <laughs> yeah at this point in his career he might have to work at a jersey mike the, the, the problem with a guy who robs with a knife is that he's desperate and he will kill you my i'd rather be shot than stabbed i, I have a fear of being stabbed when someone pulls out a knife I get fucking real worried. Not real to mention, worried. it hurts, I think, going in and then being pulled out. Like, it's it's bad pain, I think. I mean, obviously, both would be intense. Yeah, and you're not going to die. Like, you can take a lot of stabbings before you uh, die. There was a guy at the comedy store who used to work uh, the Urban Show, in quotes, on Tuesday nights. That was yeah. called Tripping on Tuesdays. Yeah. And uh, he had told me he had been shot and stabbed. And I asked which one was worse. And I, I think he said they were both horrible. He said the gun... I think he said stabbing actually was worse. He said the gun, the uh, bullet wound burns very bad. 
and you can smell your skin being like cooked. But he said the uh, knife, he said, was like a very intense burning pain. Yeah, see the knife. I don't know. Ask my brother. He he got shot in the leg. I want the knife. He shot himself in the leg. When Please. We were why? dropping uh, cinder blocks on shotgun. Oh yeah, shells. you told me this. He I... blew his leg. <laughs> Did he? Could he? Like, what was the injury for that? He, fucking, he had a fucking. He had a bunch of. Did he have crutches or like? No, we didn't tell anybody. We just like dug him out. No one ever knew this? Nobody knew this. To this day, no one knows? Oh, I'm sure now. uh, I mean, we've told the story before, but... Could have killed him. Yeah, but but then we wouldn't be allowed uh, to drop cinder blocks on stuff. Yeah, and obviously you want to keep that right. (laughs) (laughs) It never got infected, shockingly. The O'Neills don't get a lot of uh, infections as Not far as uh, wounds go. Just some good old boys dropping cinder blocks. <laughs> Let me get to, uh, I, have a, I have a couple of emails I want to get to. I got to get to this Clark story too. Uh, real quick, I want to, this, so this is a very interesting story. Uh, it was sent to me and uh, let me find it real quick. Okay, I'll talk amongst myself. Yeah. So how have you been, Jeff? I've been pretty good. I uh, can't complain. 2016 was a great year. So this comes from uh, Alicia. It says... 19- oh, that's a new female listener. Do I need to get the new female She's not new. She's old. Yeah, I think okay. she's been around. So she says 19 years, no farts. That's the heading of this email. It says Dana O'Neill. First... I just, she's, she never farted in her life. Well, you're going to get to it. I discovered you guys on Ari's podcast, and those were my favorites. Thank now you. I'm working my way through your podcast, and I've never laughed harder. Thank you. I'm listening to episode 35, and you guys are discussing when couples fart around each other. Well, my husband and I win this one. We've been together 19 years, married for 13, and we've never farted or obviously pooped. I don't like that word. Taking a dump. I'm going to add taking a dump or shit. around each other. Not ever. And our relationship is stronger than ever. Couples need some mystery, damn it. I totally agree with O'Neill. Keep the farts and poops away from the significant others. What um my question one is there's gotta be sleep farts. Yes. I mean there's gotta be casualties. Of I'm war. just I'm just saying. And two have they ever shared a hotel room? Because you have to ship. But I mean, I guess you could just t- turn it into oh, a shower. Oh, dude, there's all kinds of ways. You know, but when I'm someone saying, says, yeah, but I. There's, she's saying not openly shitting. Yes, but I've also been like, you know when to get it in. Like, when I go, I know that my lady likes to go down and get a cup of coffee. When <laughs> to get the coffee, I'll go in there. You go take a shower. You do it then. I mean, there's ways around it. It does not have to be an I'm obvious saying, thing. Yeah, I'm saying obviously, but they keep it fairly discreet is the thing. Yes, yes. Yeah. At the end of the email, she says, I can't wait to listen to the rest of the podcast, and I'll check out Boner City. Okay. Well, thank you, Alicia. He said, she says, I have an Android, and I avoid all social media. I like this lady a lot. She may be your other soulmate. But I'm recommending your podcast to everyone I know. Keep them coming. Wow. Uh, she's going to hear this, by the way, and like, when was this sent? Because she's like 40 episodes behind. This was sent yesterday. Oh, so she's- Yeah, well, I'll email her. <laughs> Listen to the new episode 75. Uh, yeah, so there we go. She may listen to this in three years. A big proponent of the, uh, of the no, far- no farting. No farts allowed. Yeah. And then uh, I've got the Kenyan. Ken- Kenwa. Kenyan. He's a new listener to the uh, to the show. Welcome aboard, Kenyon. And uh, he started listening a, about a month ago. How do you spell that, by the way? Because that could not be how you say that. 
I don't know. I've I've terrible pronunciation. It's K E A N Y O N. I think that's Kenyan. Kenyan, I believe, but I could be I, wrong. I don't. Know. So it's kind of like Kenya. Yeah, but Kenyan. But Kenyan. Like Kenyan Martin. Well, it's actually, but then uh, yeah. So he goes. Uh, he goes by. He goes by Keegan. Okay. So. <laughs> That's a lot of weird stuff. Anyway, he just started listening to the show. He heard us on Skeptic Tank. Uh, he's 20 years old, and uh, he works the third shift all night at the fucking book factory. The old in, book factory. In Massachusetts, not that far from where you are at. I like books, and I'm from that area. And uh, he's also a rapper, and he's we have to listen to his rap song. All right. And he said, uh, P.S., his girlfriend rides horses, and she told me about a girl who got kicked out of her barn for fingering a horse. What? <laughs> Lesbian bestiality? Yes. You, don't hear, you don't hear that a lot. I know. And then he sent another story about a disturbing trend of butt-chugging cough syrup. is a new tra- uh, trend among teens. What, why the butt-chugging? And is anyone ever pussy-chugging? I guess. I mean, I think... We need to write a kid's book called The Little Butt-Chugging That Could. <laughs> <laughs> the Little Butt-Chugger? <laughs> a little butt chuggers. About a kid who needs medicine up his ass and that he, you know, he, he took it like a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way. Can you imagine how fucked up you get butt chugging cough syrup? Is it to treat illnesses or is yeah, it for fun? Butt, it's to stop from farting. <laughs> you're, remember your, what are you, butt, uh, what are the, what's the way it call them? Butt, uh, butt burps? Butt burps. Yes. Bottom burps. Bottom burps. My nephew, uh, he's nine. Hates uh, he can't swallow pills, which I had problem with as a child too. I think everyone. Yeah, does. I didn't like it. I I could never. I everything I had was chewable. I used to get bad headaches as a child because uh, you didn't drink enough water. I don't know, but it would often wake me up at night. They weren't migraines because doctors go crazy if you tell them you had a migraine and like, did you throw up? And if you say no, they go crazy. I had a doctor freak out on me once because of that. Yeah, but well, uh, I would I, wake up at night with like a pounding, pulsating headache. Uh, and I went into my father's room and I was like, I have a headache. I need some Tylenol. And my father, who I've mentioned before, hates being woken up. Uh, <laughs> and he's not the most patient of men. He's good at a lot of things, not the best teacher. And so he was, he got it in his mind, like, fuck it. He didn't want to look for a chewable or whatever. Maybe he didn't have him. He's like, I'm teaching you to swallow right now. And it was like two in the morning. I was like a young kid. And it was very intense. I started crying. And he's like, you can do it. Just swallow it. The Tylenol aren't that big either. <laughs> Finally, I did it. He's like, see, I told you. And I just like, went back to my bed, like, cowering in like, fear. From now on, I'll just deal with these headaches. So I told my ne- I wanted to tell my nephew, because uh, I was trying to teach him to swallow in a much more patient, calm fashion. This all sounds so weird. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to tell him, like, there's another way you can take these pills. It's not, it's swallowing the better alternative. <laughs> You should have. Should have said, here Shove you go. up your piper. Get that suppository. They don't do a lot of suppositories. I think I would take. I had to take one once. I mean, I took them as kids. I, I when I was old enough to uh, to ha- have a recollection of it, I remember rectilection. Yeah, I had a re- rectilection <laughs> of actually taking a pill in the asshole. I had to take a cream in the asshole. I had a stomach related. Uh, <laughs> I had to take a hot dog in the asshole. <laughs> I had to give myself this cream in the butt pipe a lot. And it was terrible. All the way in or around the hole? I forget how it was done, but it, no, oh. I think I had to go in. Do you think the doctor just was die laughing because he didn't really have to take it like that? No, I had to do it for like a week. Oh, did you wear a glove? Uh, I put, I fisted it in. 
Oh, I hope you cleaned <laughs> your fingernails. No, I kept them. I would go eat oh. right after Ari Shafir style. Jesus Christ. Uh, that's, yeah, I don't know. I think I would start taking more pills rectally if they were available. I take birth Just control easier. rectally. Male birth control up my ass. <laughs> Shove it up there? Yeah, deep. <laughs> Deeper. <laughs> Good, good luck to you. So Clark sent this. Clark. Uh, yeah. By the way, great name. Clark Griswold. Yeah, you don't hear you don't meet a lot of Clarks. I went to college with a guy named Clark. Uh this was uh this is a story of a man versus leopard in Africa. Guy went on safari. He became like uh this is eighteen ninety two. Whoa, oh, that's <laughs> in a museum. That was like a week ago. No, in a museum in America. Uh, he's a taxidermist and they wanted this guy to go to Africa to get big cats. Wait, and stuff them there and then ship them? They, yeah, they needed specimens for their museum. But why would this guy just taxidermist? Why are they sending this guy over there? Is he a hunter as well? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like he, he's a one-man sh- shop. Oh, so he, he, yeah. He goes, hunts it, sends the it The hunter back. is the more significant part than yeah, the taxidermy. I think it was a taxidermy uh, cartel. Hunting operation. And he's the hunter. Okay. And so he was in Africa and he was getting frustrated. He couldn't, couldn't find anything. And I guess he found a coyote and uh, no, coyote? not a coyote, a I'm sorry, a hyena. And he shot it, but it was like terribly diseased. So he's Man, like, those things look mangy already. And so he's like, I, I couldn't, this wasn't a specimen I could send back to the museum. And then uh, something happened with like another hyena, I think bull charged him or something. And then he came back to the area where the, uh, he shot the first hyena and he heard some rustling around and he's like, oh, God damn it. you know, another hyena is fucking probably picking that one apart. Probably jerking off in his pants. And so he fired into the bush, uh, a sight unseen. He just heard some rustling. That's uh, by the way, you could only get away with that in the 1800s. Just, yeah. to, hey, there's a rustling in there. What if it's some dude, uh, pork and his lady in there? Well, this guy made a bad mistake because it was a leopard. Oh, and he, and he wounded it. it. Oh. And they say if you wound a, a big cat, you're in for the fight of your life. According to this man, he said a big cat is all the qualities that give rise to the nine lives legend. To kill him, you've got to kill him clear to the tip of his tail. Added to that, a leopard, unlike a lion, is vindictive. A wounded leopard will fight to, to a finish practically every time, no matter how many chances it has to escape. Jesus Once aroused, this, Christ. this is what you're That's up against. That's the fucking, no, this is like an African <laughs> leopard. I'm dealing with a Griffith Park cougar. It <laughs> sounds like a fucking old woman every time. <laughs> he said, once aroused, which sounds sexual, but I believe he means like pissed off. What's aroused? I like I like the wording of that. It's the 1890s, man. This guy's getting more, this Eight, thing's more than aroused. 1890s, they were innocent. He said, his determination is fixed on fight. And if a leopard ever gets hold... It claws and bites until its victim is in shreds. All this was in my mind, and I, I began looking about for the best way out of it. For I had no desire to try conclusions with a possibly wounded leopard. Why didn't he shoot it again? When it was so late in the day, and I could not see the sights of my rifle. Here's what happened. Oh. The thing bull charges him out of the brush, takes him to the fucking ground, ju- dives on him. Ground and pounds him. Tries to go for his neck, but he was lucky. It didn't get his neck. It like went to his side instead of a full-on frontal Oof. takedown. So it had his arm in his mouth. And this guy is slowly, inch by inch, 
trying to shove his arm inside to the choke it inside its mouth so he can get his hand down its throat. What kind of see that's different type. That's 1890s thinking. That's old school. Because most you'd be trying to rip your hand out of the fucking thing. No, he's But going, those guys are like deeper. With his other hand, he somehow starts choking it by the throat. So he's doing a double choke from inside and outside. <laughs> so he's trying to set up like an arm triangle while yeah. he's while he's doing the other jujitsu move of fisting its esophagus. So then he somehow gets on top. He turns the ties. What? He somehow grapples. Gra- what- takes the back or he- mount? Full mount. Full mount. And he can feel that his weight's breaking its ribs slowly but steadily. Is this like a cub? Is no. like a kitten? This is a, this is a fully, but it's wounded. So now this guy's on top of it, breaking its ribs with its weight, choking it in two different points. What the fuck? He said, finally, he felt all the life go out of it. But he said it was the f- his arm was severely fucked up. He went back to camp and like he said, everyone in his camp was like, oh, like, what the fuck have you? He, the, these assholes in his camp heard it all, said they were eating and they go, hey, it's either going to kill him or he's going to kill it by the time we get there. Another 1890s way of thinking. <laughs> he said he got back and they go, Jesus Christ, what the hell? He said his arm was torn to shit. His clothes were all fucked up. Did they stuff it? Yeah, I believe he... Uh, Is it still in the museum? I, it was a long article. I don't know. I should have read it probably more closely, but... Well, we got the gist of I it. I mean, how That's, crazy is that? No, that, you're not going to find that anywhere else. You may have to use some of those moves, dude. Well, now I know I might get to sit on its ribcage and shove my fist down its throat. Yeah. And then get it in an arm triangle. You got to... I mean, you better be training for all of this. Expect the unexpected, yeah. dude. And these cats, if you wound them, you better finish them. Do you ever see the training video of me wrestling with baby cougars? I haven't seen it. Where in Russia? Find, where can I find... In with Russia? Khabib? Did you see the video I sent you of the female boxers? The young kids? Dude, what are those... They're do, they're punching trees. Johnny High sent it. Johnny High from Buffalo. Yeah. Bill they're Apples. training in the woods of Russia... The girl's what seven? Looks to be yeah six five. No, she's probably yeah she's probably five, five five to seven range. I would say a young girl. Uh, but they're kickboxer styling it where it's, she's she was mainly doing punches. That yeah, I saw now. But I'm saying kickboxer as oh, far yeah. as like sparring with nature. Yeah, he's she, kicking she, trees. She, she's punching. She's trees. punching trees. She, you see where she fisted? You see where she blew up the like she broke the tree with yeah. one punch. Yeah, I was like, dude, you're gonna fucking destroy these kids' hands. She was punching leaves on trees. He also has a son. But then there were like Another other people daughter. there. Are there were I don't know if they kids? Were, I, I, I couldn't tell. I think the one must be his daughter, the one. This way, was, you don't fuck with anyone from Russia. I didn't realize it was Russia, but then I saw a regular rug hanging on a wall. Like, you know, like, yeah. and I was like, that's definitely Russia. They're like, oh, they don't have a window. <laughs> they just hang the rug up there. And they're also in like the woods and yeah. it's winter. And they're in a fucking wife beaters punching trees. <laughs> Only in Russia. A lot of the commenters were complaining about her form. Said it looked like she would break her hand the way that she was being taught to punch. Which you know what? She's five Leave years old. to the fucking internet <laughs> to fucking criticize a chick who's out there in the woods had punching great hands. trees. She had fast fucking hands. Dude, she was faster than the 16-year-old dude. Like, she was fast. Do you think he just wants her to go to school and just, like, fuck? I mean, she could fuck people no, I think up. He wa- I don't think she goes to school. I bet she just trains all day, and he just wants her to be a professional fighter. Do you think she could fight a nine-year-old boy and whip him? With no training? Yeah. Yeah. Like just I mean, yeah, she could just start punching him in the face repeatedly. Yeah. And she's Russian, so you know he's instilled in her, like, never stop punching in face until man dies. I think she would punch the ball sack, just speed bag it. I was in the woods of Russia recently. And I saw a sight that made me 
feel very shin pie in, the, in my heart. <laughs> it was a young girl being trained by her father, Boris, <laughs> with Vladimir Putin. Can you imagine going through the woods and you see that chick in there? I would fucking... It, I would, that's like the I'm hills like, hey guys, have, I'm getting out of here. That's like the hills have eyes family. Like You're like, yeah. what the fuck, man? <laughs> These guys train on trees. In America, <laughs> trees hit you. In Russia, did you see that wedding party? That the fucking tree fell on them? I and just some, a heard about it yesterday. Died? Very sad. Oh, my God. It's in, in California, Southern California. Well, you, yeah, it was very... It's crazy. And then, But then it, you go to Russia. And they don't let that happen because they're beating the fuck out of these trees. In Russia, I believe a lot of their lumberjacks, they just punch, they're punching trees until they fall. Dude, I felt really bad for her hands because her hands are going to be totally fucked up. Oh, she's going to have arthritis. She's 25. She'll have arthritis in her 30s, if yeah. not earlier. Yeah, there's no way. I her mean, father's just some like, of those, she was, she was, she wasn't, you know, she was uh, pulling a little back on those, but then some of them she's knocking the fucking bark off. I mean, she's punching bare trees, and I don't care if it's a dead tree or whatever. I mean, yeah. you're punching a fucking tree; it hurts. But you'll not, you know the thing is in America, you'll never see that because of we have a thing called uh, social services. Yeah, and the kids will be taken away. But in Russia, you can get some pretty crazy kids, man. Not to mention you're deep in the woods. I don't think they're gonna be checking yeah. that. That wouldn't. You That's put, what's disturbing is if we. And ever, this guy was promoting it too. Like if you did that in America, your kids are gone. They're, yeah, you're out of here. But I, that's why I will say Russia is still like the last bastion of just sheer do whatever the fuck you want to your kids. I mean, look at uh, Habib, whatever the hell his name is, and the UFC was wrestling a goddamn bear in Russia. Yeah, wrestling a fucking here. bear. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh, be cool. Yeah, be cool, everybody. Mom's home. <laughs> Party's over. Hey, Mom. <laughs> uh, we, we were just getting ready to wrap it up anyway. Wrap it up like a present. You got anything else left? Oh, I got plenty of things left. We we gotta go. I got one last quick thing from Frank B. You ever seen Frank B's beard on Twitter? No. Very very. I impressive. mean, there's a couple of guys on there who have. He's beards. got a big old beard. Big old beefer beard. It's a big beef beard. There's probably some beef in there. Some big old butter beefers. Probably. That's my, that's my new term: butter beefers. This is from ScienceMag.org. This is like a legit. This is the first ever legit. Okay. News Whoa. piece. How could sciencemag.org, how could that ever be? Wait, what is, why humans lost their penis bone? <laughs> That's the title of the piece. <laughs> That's a good question. I didn't know that we had a bone. I didn't either. Oh, you know what, though? There are there are animals that have penis bones Monkeys. still. Yeah, and you, they can find them. Uh, it's, if you uh, go in the woods, you can find penis bones laying everywhere. This is quick. This is like a paragraph. It says, despite slang terms that imply otherwise, I believe they're talking about boner. Yeah. The human penis contains no bones. It's a boneless, it's a boneless meat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a boneless <laughs> ribeye. The same cannot be said for many of our closest evolutionary relatives. Chimpanzees and bonobos both have penis bones. A, ma a macaque one is pictured, which is ironic. A rhesus macaque or... I don't know. A re just, uh, there's a lot of different macaques. Uh, the penis I'll bone... I'll show you a macaque. Not sure. The penis bone is also known as bacula for some reason. Scott Bacula. Is that what ba is that Bacula? If you tra trace his name, his heritage goes back to the old penis bone. It's got penis bone. <laughs> well, we used to be the penis bones, but we changed it to Bacula. Uh, to find out why some primates have the feature, whereas whereas others don't, researchers trace the bone's evolutionary history, evolutionary history throughout time. 
the baculum, first of all, between 145 million and 95 million years ago, which uh, obviously is a long time. So are your bone, but uh, you still need the blood to pump in there to get the bone to raise? I believe so, yes. But you have a, but that's some, you'd be doing some serious hard fucking. So it says that means it was present in the most recent common ancestor of all primates and carnivores. Uh, why some descendants like humans lost their bacula appears to be due to differences in mating practices. In primates, the presence of a penis bone was most tightly correlated, nice usage of tightly, to increased intromission duration, which in plain English means, i.e., it says, how long the penis penetrates the vagina during intercourse. Longer intromission times often occur in species with polygamous mating practices. So multiple males mate with multiple females as seen as in bonobos and chimps, but not humans, which is a shame. So they're saying if you are, if you like doing a lot of orgies, you got to stick it in there a long time. So, but maybe evolutionary, evolution wise, if if you're a man and you, and every generation you only have orgies, you might grow your bone back. You could. <laughs> might you take gonna, a while. You're going to try to take like a million years. <laughs> you can start now. Says this system creates an intense competition for fertilization. One way for males to reduce a female's access to additional mates is to spend more time having sex with her themselves. Whoa. So it's like, it's like, I want to be the father. I'm going to be pounding that deep. I need a penis bone to back up this meat. Yeah. (laughs) So the penis bone facilitates this by supporting the penis during sex and keeping that urethra open. (laughs) So it's, I think it's a rock harder bone. We got robbed here. Yeah. That, but the only problem is that guy, that security guard that was jerking at the beginning of the episode, he wouldn't be able to bend that that uh, penis bone to the side. Yeah, it wouldn't be as uh, flexible, I don't think. You have a lot less perverts, probably. But the monkeys, I think, are really working with rock-hard schlongers. Literally, bo- yeah, they're literally boning. Yeah. But you imagine that people would just be fucking harder, and then people would literally be breaking their bone. Oh, but you can still breaking break, your penis. But bone? I was reading the comment. You can still break your dick as a. No, human. I know, but I'm saying it would be even worse with a bone. People are really gonna fucking break. You it. have to get the cast and have all your friends sign it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put a garbage bag around it when you're in the shower. Hey guys, I'm going swimming. Let me get the bag. <laughs> guys, hold on. I need to put this on. To put this fucking thing on. Mom, can I get that chopstick? I got an itch inside my cast again. <laughs> hey, J- J- Julie said she wants to come by and sign your cast. <laughs> by the way, say I don't think there'd be ever... a lot of li- there'd be a lot of chicks that would want to kiss it, leave the lipstick. No, but then if you get a cast. boner, you could break the plaster. No, yeah, guy, but that's a dangerous thing if you break your boner. It's a it can scary happen. thing when you ever had to pop and you pop it out. You whoa, hold on, we need to take a break. Have you ever been thrusting Ooh. and you come out and you nail? And you're yeah, like, oh. dude, I've had. I go, okay, we're done. The, that ruins you that slow your, your day. You got to slow your stroke. I've had down. it where I'm like, it's too dangerous. It's too, <laughs> too dangerous. Me. You tap out. It scared me. <laughs> it scared me too much. One last thing, and we'll get out of here. I promise. I saw a guy, and this I didn't include this in my last wire report because I was so heated about them trying to stop my unbelievable swim turns. Yeah, no, no kick flips. I saw a man who should be spoken to, a man doing pro- maybe one of the most egregious things I've ever seen done in, inside this locker room. He was standing on one of the benches. Uh, hey, by the way, illegal move. Yeah, it's Tom Can't Fullery. stand on the benches. It's horse but if you slip and fall. I don't. I believe he was naked, but I can only see his chest. The lockers were blocking him. Thank God. But his penis would have been at eye level with his. <laughs> like, this guy is eating. No. What's he? Sub. Tuna. 
out of the can oh. with a fork. So, oh. A, that means he has a fucking... Why was he standing on the bench? No idea. Why is he eating tuna out of a goddamn can in a disgusting well, locker room? They all combine, though, into some fucking weirdo. Like, why stand on the bench and eat the tuna? Dude, so this guy has a fucking can opener. You know why a, I bet he's doing in it? In his locker for you, people to ask him about it. No, I bet you his thing is like, it'll keep the smell from from going like around the fucking ground floor. What is he? So, A, he had to squeeze the tuna juice into either a sink or the garbage. No, I bet he slurps it. But he drinks the tuna juice. Dude, this guy wasn't even jacked. So it's like you don't even need the protein because you're not even that. You're not muscular. Also, go home and eat it. Go in your car. Go somewhere it's actually, else. You're going to get the same amount of benefit if you wait and go home and fucking eat I it. I looked at this guy with such hatred in my heart. I bet his thing is, I bet you I guarantee you it was like I'm, I'm keeping the smell away from everybody. Who eats in a locker room? That's disgusting. Dude, who keeps a can opener either on their person or in a locker in a gym? It's insane. It's insane behavior. That's disgusting. See, I can see that guy eating a sandwich in the sauna. I'm surprised. <laughs> That's the kind of guy that does that. I'm surprised he didn't bring the tuna in this or cook on the oh. fucking. Put some eggs on the sauna uh, heating source to get them cooked. Go home. Eat it in your car. Eat it outside. Get your fucking tuna out of here. I wouldn't eat tuna <laughs> with a out of a can <laughs> on a boat. On a boat. In a moat. I wouldn't stand on a bench. <laughs> In a motel, in a hotel. <laughs> Get your goddamn tuna can out of my fucking workout facility, you It's a idiot. freak show over there. Oh, it's insane. What do they just give out free memberships to I freaks? Don't know. But I mean, that, that, that's what made it so crazy is when I got yelled at for just doing something I was supposed to be doing. There are men eating tuna in your locker room out of the can. Isn't there a Y in Beverly Hills? No. There's no Y in Beverly Hills? One in Koreatown. Yeah, you don't want to go there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one may be worse. Although I bet the massage is in the spa. Yeah, there might great. just be glory holes everywhere <laughs> where you get jerked off. Uh, there's one like down by Zanku Chicken by UCLA. Like way over That's there. That's far though. Too far. That one's probably pretty sweet. There's one. There's a couple in the valley. That's a hike. Yeah, you, you really, you don't have You know much. how much an e- a membership to Equinox costs, by the way? 150 180 a month? A month. Oh, my God. Yeah, fuck that. We know somebody who goes there. Who? He gets boners watching UFC fights. Oh, yeah. We all know that. And he has, a, who that he is. has two gym memberships. Probably $400 a month. On 180 a month? Yeah. I'll work out outside for free. I mean, 180 if you give me 180 like I better be... I, I might, better include like some stuff. I might though be joining. I might be going back at the beginning of the year to or, the kickboxing yeah oh big announcement ladies Maybe. and gentlemen I'm, it's a real consideration if they moved and they're closer to me now talking to your sensei dude <laughs> got the juices flowing you saw nate diaz you saw your sensei all of a sudden you're thinking about don't call it a comeback <laughs> hey just try to get in shape <laughs> So this is, is this a new year res- resolution for you? I don't do those. I just said at the, at the beginning of January, I'm going to go and uh, check it out. Maybe get back in there. My only reason really for quitting is uh, fear of staff. Weird, not weird. I'm sure everybody fears staff, but I have a real fear of staff infection. I fear staff as well, but they're uh, lifeguards who work at the Y. 
and they're harassing me for no reason. <laughs> Dude, if anyone should fear staff, it's you, because that fucking locker room you're going into is a goddamn Petri dish for staff. When I was a kid, my mom had like a very like instilled a very big fear of staff. I don't know why. She was like always- Back then? She was always She was terrified. a trailblazer. The 80s, nobody cared about staff. She, my mom was like always talking staff. So your mom was way ahead of the I don't know why. Curve. I don't know if she like I don't know if she was exposed. She have dreams about the society being killed by staff? I don't know. I just recall her like always Dude, staff though is like it's gonna be the thing that brings society to its knees. She was always worried about it for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know if we, if we ever had it. I don't know what the, the really? backstory I'd was. I'd never really even heard of staff until, you know, you get into the gym culture. Maybe it was a big East Coast thing. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> the Salem Witch Trials and the staff outbreak of the 80s. I don't know what happened, but uh, she was always warning us of that and lice. Because my brother and I <laughs> Your got lice. Your warning didn't, didn't take. Hey, we got lice. It wasn't our fault. My niece's school, which I was just at uh, to watch her recital, is uh, they have foot and mouth disease in one of the rooms. That happened on uh, our friend of the show, Steve Renazizi's set, The League. Uh, a lot of the crew got it from one of their kids. Oh, man. That's why I was like, I can't, I can't be around these kids Isn't anymore. that from animals or no? I mean, it's hoof and mouth, yeah. But then they say it's foot and mouth when it happens to people. I yeah, thought, I, it's some, I thought that's when you just say something stupid. Like, hey, are you pregnant? And the woman's not. Hi <laughs> Hey now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. So uh beware of 2017 for O'Neill. If if it happens, kickboxing updates. My plan is to go there five days a week for a year. Jesus Christ, how are you gonna it, have time? I turn into a machine. I go in the mornings. It opens at six AM. Oh, so you're gonna be like a six AM kickboxer. I might just go in there and just fucking You should fight in a suit and tie. That should be your thing. Maybe I'll get a fight going. Seniors division. You should fight Ari Shafir. Rekindle oh, your rivalry. Yeah, I'm gonna kill that guy. Call him out. I've seen him lately. His moves haven't improved at all. He was better back then when he was. That was like ten years ago. He's a physical specimen. Still in his early thirties. Nothing. He's got nothing going physically. I'll whip him. He's in his forties now. I know, but back then he was in his thirties. Yeah. So he's. Yeah. He does fight in uh, corduroy pants. That was his biggest uh, his biggest weapon, and you removed the corduroy pants, and now he's got nothing. And he's got his huge balls that he can use. To, to choke you, like that <laughs> leopard. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Mystery continues with the Bushman. Anybody see the Bushman? Fuck you. <laughs> Remix. Danish and Oni. Of course. Danish Box, you never turn the blue job Play down. the Shing Pai one more time. Let me tell you a story about a little fat boy. Uh, how do you say Shing Pai means, uh, like, you know? 
Hello, everyone. Uh, how do you say Shinpai means, uh, like, you know... Hello, everyone. Man does not fly in the house of Mutombo. Uh, how do you say Shinpai means, uh, like, you know... If you're a Buddhist, how could you be a cop? Well, I became a cop to try to help others. I became a cop to try to get the bad guys off the street i became a cop to save lives and many times in my life i got to take someone who is a murderer or rapist and get them off the street i've saved many people's lives during katrina in louisiana i was there you know i got to save lives there as a police officer so that to me is more important than sitting up on a throne in robes and you know preaching the gospel uh I, I, I don't mind diving in the water to save a life i don't mind getting my hands dirty to help someone who needs help jesus you, was he in louis i mean is there any proof that oh. this Dude, guy was uh, in louisiana first of all okay how was he a cop in louisiana and then somehow he was a cop in new mexico and he was a cop for 20 years but he spends all his time in fucking <laughs> russia i mean this guy He's just walking contradiction. He says he's saving lives. He wasn't in Katrina. Yeah, he was in Katrina's fucking barbecue shack, <laughs> pounding down fucking baby back ribs. I mean, if he was, that wouldn't that wouldn't come out that Steven Seagal, well known actor, a is a cop. Oh, somebody would send in- a video of Steven Seagal on a fucking pontoon boat dragging people out of the water. Someone would have come out and said Steven Seagal saved my life. He that dude, he will person. not dive in the water because that hair dye is going to run all over his face. Uh, I only will go in the water with. With a f- full-length leather jacket, because of my titties. I mean, how crazy is that? What an idiot, dude! You would somebody would come out and said somebody would have said Seagal saved my life. Of all people, if Steven Seagal dragged you out of the fucking water, you were drowning. You don't think that that would have made national news? If he saved you, would you change your stance on him? I would say keep going. I don't want you. I'll wait for somebody else to come. You know, I, I was looking at a, a an actor. <laughs> And I used to tell the guys, and they'd say, well, can we come as hard as we can? I'd say, yeah, you go as hard as you can, but keep in mind, the harder you come, the harder he's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Actor. I think he's fighting with guys who still have their dick bone in, because the harder you come, the harder they're yeah. coming back. Dude, I, I guarantee you, he would say that he grew his dick, dick bone back. <laughs> What a fucking liar. No, I would seriously not take us. I would not let Seagal save me. Really? I would say, You'd say let me die. I don't You're wanna... on fire. You don't want his water no. or piss. No. All right. <laughs> let well, me burn. It's a bold stance. Yeah. Well. Tell me what you really want. All night. This guy's a Buddhist. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Because now. Snatch every motherfucker birthday. <laughs> his voice has really gotten fat as his, you know, like, and he's adapted that stupid accent. It's it's like labored, and it's like well, you can feel like something, <sighs> something weighing it down. Well, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, gonna I'm sorry to hear that. Hold on, let me. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna do this line in two parts. I'm gonna snatch every. Let me take a bite of this sandwich, motherfucker birthday. Hold on, I'm just eating. <laughs> Man, talking Cajun takes a lot less energy than really enunciating your words. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've seen a Russian girl boxing in the woods and looking for Richie. Does anybody know if there's any of that red beans and rice left? (laughs) (laughs) Looking at an actor. Actor. 
God, he's a real a hokey shit. He's a real hokey fuck. Saving lives, putting rapists away. Yeah, how many rape? Do you know what? And also, wouldn't you there be con people who are like, yeah, Stevens is home, but nobody's talking. Let's see his arrest record. Open it up. Make it public. Dude, if Van Damme was a cop, you would know about it. If anyone who's famous is a cop, you would know about it. This guy, 20 years on the force, nobody fucking knew. I just Save. found out about it when A&E had a show. Just that Katrina. I was saving, pulling people out of the water. Pulling people out of the water. A lot of people always think he's wearing a vest, but that's just his tits and gut. They're just real pulled tight by the uniform. Oh. I, dude, you probably couldn't even pull people out of the water because his hand's probably so full of barbecue sauce. It just slips <laughs> too, right off. Too slick. <laughs> I heard he's trying to communicate with him, but he just kept forgetting words in English. He's like, people uh, are drowning. He's like, <laughs> we need to go over. Uh, How do I say? Uh, we need to go Antayomo. over. more. We need to go to Tachiocho Plaza. How do I say that? That's a. Uh, uh, that's a. Uh, that's Macy's. <laughs> the, the, the shin pie of the ship. Uh, how do, oh, I can't. Uh, uh, I'm forgetting the word in English. It's slipping my mind. Uh, sir, you got a takamocho over. <laughs> he's like, I don't know what you're saying. Steven, I can't uh, communicate with you. Well, yeah, he's going to die. If only I wasn't raised in Japan for so long, <laughs> I would be a much better policeman. Only I hadn't gone over there for that whole six months. <laughs> And then he's got his wagon wheel. Uh, the chef who taught him is in the boat with him. Yeah. <laughs> Sakamoto <Hey>. sensei. <laughs> yeah, he's grilling burgers. He's not only. I heard uh, he, he left because uh, the some of the the water would splash and it was ruining the Hitachi. Not Hitachi, Hibachi. Dude, I, I heard he. I heard he didn't go because he was afraid someone was going to pull out the water and his fucking hair. I heard the reason the water was black is because he fell in and all that fucking powder that he puts in to fill in his bald spot is in there. He should have to fight Gene Simmons to the death because they both have that weird hair that's just like. Gene Simmons is a wig. He put. Because he's taking it off and he's bald. Seagal's probably is too. Seagal, though, I think is like stapled. I think he like uh, hot glues it to his forehead. How do you say that? But somebody said uh, that, remember he walked out that door on a ship and fell in the water and he came back (laughs) with black powder. Yeah, it was uh, Tom Arnold, I believe. (laughs) He refused to do a walkthrough of a scene. They were filming on a ship and he walked out a door and... According to Tom Arnold, the, the door, I don't know why there would be a door that just led directly to the ocean. I would like to direct a movie with him because it would be a nightmare, but it would be hilarious, the fucking oh, shit yeah. that you would At the very witness. least, you could write a book about it. And you'd have to have a crew filming everything so you could put a documentary out about it. I'd wear the glasses with the camera like we wore it yummy. We camera wore glasses. Allegedly, we did that. Because <laughs> I, I don't know if we, uh, we asked anyone for anymore. permission to be filmed. Nobody knows who we filmed and who we didn't. That's true. Allegedly. We're not putting it out on the airwaves. It's no. for our own private use. It was for research. All right, guys. Welcome, Welcome to 2017. Sweet the lick. You have a problem with that? I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, so welcome to 2017. I hope it treats you well. Um, this is, we're actually not in the future yet. but Some podcast goals for 2017, as far as I'm concerned, I'd like at least 2,000 new listeners, maybe more. Per episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to jump yeah. on board. Now, I'd like to go 10,000 a week. That's for 2017? I yeah. think that's the ultimate goal. No, that's, the, that's not the ultimate. The ultimate goal would be like a hundred thousand. Yeah, the event. Yeah, no, I, I think yeah. by the end of twenty seventeen, you can do ten thousand. I'd also like to get on at least two or three big, big name podcasts, possibly the Joe Rogan Show, if it's possible. 
I think that would be the big aim. Fighter and the kid, if that's possible. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know what other shows. I mean, if we ever swung through New York, I'd like to do a Legion of Skanks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's all that's, East Coast. That's future talking right um, now. And big, you know, we're going to be launching a a new show. It's um, going to be so a new show. Um, we're not, we're not going to say too much. Until, we'll explain it to you later, but it's a new show. I think you guys are going to like it. Yeah. So keep your eyes open for that. Not sure when. Hopefully in January. We'll see. Yeah, it should be January. All right, everybody. Uh, you know the rules. If you haven't, stop being a freeloader. Leave a review with text. Five and stars. men and women. Tell your friends. Are you opening the gates for women? Are women allowed? A lot of people are asking. There was a no girls allowed policy, but it's 2017, so you know what it is? All girls allowed. Well, now that your nine-year-old niece is a fan, I guess girls are allowed. <laughs> By the way. And also, make sure everyone you introduce the show to is at least 16. <laughs> Jen, who we wished happy birthday last episode, said she's kind of brought it up to her female friends. I, think she's I know. I saw that. She's tentative. Hey, and you know what? I, I give her a... It's, it's, a tough, it's a tough thing to talk about. <laughs> and hey, if you have kids... Sit them down and have the data show deal talk with them. Yeah. Tell them about the podcast. We're like the birds and the bees. Yeah. <laughs> Sit them down and say, look, guys, I need to talk to you about something. And, and we just <laughs> explain the show to them. We just taught you a tidbit you can bring up at a dinner party that humans used to have a penis bone. You know how NPR has their dinner party download where yeah. they do the stupidest jokes and all that crap? Well, here's a little conversation piece for you. You're welcome. Yeah. And thank you, Frank, for that uh, sending that in. And they thank, thank you for those who stick around for the after the show talk. Not everyone makes it. Nope. Although everyone writes in to tell me they do make it, but there's but a handful hey, of people. There's got to be somebody who's leaving the theater early. There's more emails to be gotten to, um, and they will all be gotten to. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for having us. We'll be back next week with actual New Year's updates. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, folks.